welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Haley. And I'm Jess. And we're going to be talking about some like FOMO that might come up for you guys listening during the summer because it's the freaking summer already. Like we had like 100 degree weather last week. What in the hell was that? Yeah, that doesn't happen here in the Seattle area. Just for anybody listening that's not from here, that's yeah. not usually how we start off our summer. So yeah, absolutely insane. I was so grateful for air conditioning. There were so many people like sweating in their house and we were just chilling in here with waffles and the air conditioning and it was it was perfect. So yeah, we had it really good. We were really spoiled here with the air conditioning. Yes. <laughs> I know, I mean, we spent a lot of time like inside last weekend um, and we watched a really good show on Netflix called Sex Life. Yes. Oh my dear God. <laughs> Have you seen this show, you guys? It's on Netflix. It's called Sex Life. It is basically like porn that you can watch in the middle of the day in your living room. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you're looking for some material to get horned up before you see your significant other, just binge this show because uh, that definitely worked for me. It's so funny though, because so Jessica watched this show and she was like, have you watched this? You have to watch it. And then she was like, oh my God, episode three, biggest dick I have ever seen. <laughs> There's like full frontal shower scene. Um, and she was like, you should watch this with Dustin and like get super horned up together. <laughs> and he was like, absolutely not. I'm not watching this fucking show. <laughs> so I watched it by myself. <laughs> All I'm saying is he missed a huge opportunity because that was, would have been perfect for you guys to watch together. I mean, I'm also like totally on my period this week. So it's, mm. see, I think I timed it perfectly. Cause you were, cause yeah. I watched it. I binged it for two days straight, right before I started ovulating. So I'm always hornier when I ovulate and that was just a bad combination. Like you couldn't stop me. Is and it a bad combination or is it a good combination? I mean, good, but also bad. She was about to go do something crazy <laughs> with her boyfriend. Okay. So this was my idea, guys. I'll share it with you because I just don't even care. Um, two houses down from us is a house being built. <laughs> And there's no cameras or nothing over there. Nobody's there after the workers leave. And if it wouldn't have been nearly 100 degrees. Um, <laughs> so me and Stephen went to the beach and we got back and I looked over at the house and I was like, hey, we should uh, we should go bang in the house. How fun would that be to like say that we've banged in the neighbor's house? But it was way too hot. We were like, I'm pretty sure we would pass out if we attempted this right now. So we didn't. Um, sad to say, I did recommend it to Haley and she did not go through with it. Okay. Either. You know what's so funny, though, <laughs> is I take waffles on a walk on the trail around our neighborhood. And I swear to God, you would have got so busted. Like, <laughs> I could just see me, like, taking the dog out for a walk and then, like, looking over at this house because you can see it from the hill and just seeing, like, Jessica and Stephen <laughs> butt naked in there, like, doing the dirty. Well, if it was you, they walked up. Could be worse, right? (laughs) At least it was you, not someone else. Oh my god, I think it's it's so funny because you're like, hell yeah, I would do that, and I'm like, oh my god, that actually terrifies me to think about. Yeah, that doesn't scare me at all. If it wouldn't have been so hot, I totally would have done it. He he contemplated too for a second, but anyways, back to the show. (laughs) It is literally like you guys remember the book Fifty Shades of Grey. That was like 
porn but reading material yeah and they came out with the movies like yeah. i feel like this is the same fucking thing like yeah it's gonna make you horny watch it with your significant other if they're up for it um just make sure that you're prepared for 20 minutes in on episode three because shit gets <laughs> real big real big <laughs> it's such an interesting premise for a show though too because it's like this woman and she's a mom and she's married and she has this like perfect life but then she like starts journaling and fantasizing about her like super sexually attractive ex-boyfriend and then is like her husband like finds the journal and he's like I don't know it's just them like working through that stuff yeah it's very intriguing very entertaining what I thought was really interesting is that like he he comes across her journal right and he starts reading it but then like it's turning him on too like her husband yeah but then it's like so funny because he's like why is this turning me on but also making me so mad at the same time like it's so interesting yeah to watch the dynamic of like them figuring out how to even deal with each other after like knowing all of this well because he goes through like his own thing too he's like shit feeling inadequate and like and then oh my god the shower scene like that's like he goes to the gym yeah and happens to see her ex-boyfriend's ginormous cock like (laughs) (laughs) ginormous i am so excited that you just said the word cock on the podcast ginormous cock i always say dick because i'm too nervous of the word cock it scares me Oh, but I, I just feel like that it's fitting it. for that. I mean, it is. It was fucking huge. And if anybody has any proof of articles or anything, if it's real or not, <laughs> please send it to the podcast page. You know, it's so funny because you were so like mind blown. And when you told <laughs> me about this scene, like I was like, I was, I was like prepared for it. You know, like I knew it was coming and I swear that there were so many scenes where it was like super close to like showing a dick. And I'm like, is this like when it's gonna happen um so I was like fully anticipating it and then I knew it was gonna be this like huge penis and so then I was just I felt like it was anticlimactic you know it was not big enough for Haley it's she not was like it was... this is not that impressive I don't know oh my God. what's wrong with all y'all but no. I've seen bigger it is it had nothing to do with like it not being big enough but I was just like fully prepared to see like this massive dick like so I just wasn't I wasn't shocked. And it was funny because I was watching this in the middle of the freaking day. I've just been watching TV while I'm on my period. Um, and Dustin's like in his office working. And it's like a minute after that scene, he like comes out and I'm just like blushing, like so embarrassed, like so awkward. And I'm just I could hardly even like look at him. I'm just like, <laughs> You're like, I'm so glad you didn't just go out. Yeah. Thank God. 60 seconds earlier. I would have died. Would have been so awkward. Yeah. So. Okay. But the consensus did it make you horny watching it did it make you want to try some things and get a little freaky (laughs) I mean you were on your period so I know you were in a different like physical state than I was when I watched no I mean I definitely feel like it is like it is like kind of like a fantasy in a way not like not like the exact scenario (laughs) is a fantasy at all but I could definitely see how it would be like a show that would turn you on and make you want to have sex. Okay. More. Just making sure. Yeah. Making sure I'm not weird. <laughs> You're definitely not weird. I'm pretty sure that is why that show is like number three on Netflix right now. Yeah. And all the girls listening are even go binge watch this. Yes. Go to Netflix right now. Okay, so what else? Well, are we after you're done listening to us, go to Netflix and then watch it. I know. I'm like, what are we here to talk about besides this 
Okay, back to the episode. (laughs) We just really wanted to do that review because I recommended it on Instagram and like we literally have been getting so many messages of people that are now watching it because we talked about it on our Instagram stories. So we just wanted to let you guys know that my mind is still blown from (laughs) a large cock. (laughs) Okay, back to the episode seriously now. Okay, no, but we are going to be talking a little bit about like the fear of missing out when it comes to summertime if you are chronically ill Or if you're not drinking alcohol, because this is going to be like a true time where you are tested. It is going to be probably a little bit different if you're chronically ill versus you're not drinking. Maybe it's a combination of both for you. Um, So just take bits and pieces of this episode as you need. And yeah, we hope this helps. And I do want to point out too, like the reason that we chose to, to do a podcast together is like because our audiences do mesh often. You know, Haley works with people who are living alcohol free. I work with people that are chronically ill, but like we know that there's a lot of crossover at times. Totally. So like we don't feel like it's completely necessary to do two separate things because a lot of people who are chronically ill can't drink anymore. They're having to learn how to live an alcohol free lifestyle. You know, there might be people out there who are living an alcohol-free lifestyle who are dealing with health issues and are, like, being, like, holy shit. Like, maybe I have a chronic illness from, mm-hmm. like, listening to this. So that's why we do mesh all of this together. Yeah. We find it's still just as useful for all of you. So Yeah. It'll definitely be relatable even if you're only one or the other. <laughs> hmm Okay. Um, Where are we wanna- starting? Well, I feel like a good starting point would be kind of, like, figuring out like what is going to create that FOMO for people and then like helping them figure out okay what can I do to navigate this Mm -hmm. um so do you feel like when you like can you think of a time during your chronic illness where it's been the summertime and you've like really experienced that fear of missing out um a specific moment or just that I can recall just because I have terrible memory issues But I will just say probably the biggest FOMO thing that I have is watching people like go on vacations because like I had my first vacation in March that I've had in like fucking years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't even pay for it. My parents paid for it. That's the only reason I went. And so like vacations are something that sucks to watch people my age go Mm -hmm. on because I'm like. Just having to put all of my fucking money towards treatment for my chronic illness. And then these people are out here getting to go to the Bahamas or Mexico and spend all of their money on partying. And I'm just like, damn, that's when the FOMO hits for me the most, the hardest. Yeah. So like financially, you kind of feel FOMO just because you can't go do those things. Yeah. I guess there's two sides to it. There's the financial side. Obviously, I my money goes towards treatment and I have money to like save up to go on vacations. Yeah. Um, But then there's also like watching people have fun on vacation and do all of these things. Yeah. It's just like my body wouldn't even be able to do that anyways. Even Mm -hmm. if I could pay for the vacation and go on it, I wouldn't be able to do all the fun activities. So I guess there's both sides. Yeah. Do you want to dive into like anything that you've done to kind of help when you experience that or? Um, I mean, I think my number one tip for like the fear of missing out is just to not watch people do it like Mm -hmm. social media is such a big thing that Mm -hmm. we're always on and so you're seeing everybody do everything yeah fun yeah and so if your like friend is on vacation and you're seeing their Instagram stories and you're like 
fuck like this is this sucks this I don't want to see this but like they pop up all the fucking time because you're used to looking at their shit mm-hmm. like I don't know mute their stories for the week that yeah. they're that they're gone you know what I mean yeah. or like just stay off social media in general if mm-hmm. you're really feeling the the FOMO because then you don't have to see it mm-hmm Yeah, that's something I was going to say for if you're listening and you're not drinking and maybe you're watching all your friends out, like cheersing their drinks and you're just like, cool, this is like so annoying. Like, I don't get to do that. Like, they're having this great time. I think one of the best things you can do early on when you're quitting drinking is cleaning up your social media feed and muting people's posts or stories that you find triggering because it can be so damn alarming when you're just like tapping Instagram stories and all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're like, fuck, there's alcohol. Oh, there it is again. Oh, there it is again. Oh, there it is again. Everybody is having a good time drinking but me. And I also think like realizing that social media is totally a highlight reel, like especially mm-hmm. when it comes to drinking, like like maybe you'll see some people's really drunk, embarrassing videos, but they're going to be gone the next day. I guarantee you. Um but I don't think social media really gives you the full side of of what it is like to drink at all. So yeah, one hundred percent. And you just brought up like the whole um, well, in my mind, you brought this up, so I'm gonna talk about it. But yeah. like the whole um, seeing the posts and stories of like people drinking and being like, oh, I feel like I'm missing out. Like we've talked about this before, I'm sure, on a few other episodes and mentioned it. But like I I think like about us mm-hmm. in us sitting here and recording together the old us would probably be like having a drink right now totally you know what I mean Mm -hmm. every time we record we'd probably be like let's drink a bottle of wine or like let's have a vodka soda or something like that which we obviously don't do now but now we like we changed it so like mm-hmm. we still have the excitement like we drink our energized yeah. and our liquid IV when yeah. we record like we have our fun like little totally. ritual that we do together that like makes us still have that fun but do it in a sober way yeah I know before we were recording I was like we can make like our energize and liquid IV combo like perfect and I actually think that that brings up a really good point of like finding fun replacements Mm -hmm. like other things that you can do in the summer whether that is a fun non-alcoholic drink that you want to make or if it's like an activity because I know when you're like making this transition whether you're alcohol free or you're chronically ill maybe going out places isn't an option for you maybe you can't be around like those super tempting situations or maybe you don't have the money to go out or maybe you don't feel good enough to go out I think if you can find like your best friend and just start doing things like at home. Like I know maybe it was watching the bachelor for us, like some nights Mm -hmm. or like watching TV while being at home or just like hanging out in the backyard or things like that. Like find your friend that you can do alternate things with at home that are chill, that are within your means and Mm -hmm. within your range of ability right now with where you're at. Um, cause I think that that'll help too, you know, if you're not just sitting home alone all the time. And I think that like you said, like finding your friend, there is definitely like your friends out there. They're going to be like partying 24 seven during really? the summer probably. And like, you're going to be like, I don't want to do that. I just can't even like, you just probably won't even hang out because mm-hmm. like they might be too busy doing the like opposite lifestyle of you yeah whether that's drinking or just going out in general if you're you know living alcohol free or chronically ill but um they like luckily we have each other where it's like (laughs) we understand both sides and can hang out together and do it but 
I think there is a thing about like going through seasons with your friends too. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that I'm still really good friends with and I don't even really see them that often anymore because we do live opposite lifestyles yeah. now. It I haven't exiled them. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm not friends with them, but like I just spend my time with the friends that live the same lifestyle as totally. me now and that <laughs> makes me feel less alone. I love that you said like different friends for different seasons. Yeah. Because that's so true. Like I literally think about when I stopped drinking, just kind of how my friend circle, it almost shrunk a little bit. And it like I was looking through my Instagram stories um, from like right after I quit drinking earlier. And it's I can just see like it was like you, my friend Kinsley and my sister. And that was like the only people that I was really spending time with. But I was still doing fun things with those people. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I wasn't out living my life or just at home all the time. But I was just very selective about the people that I would spend my time with. Mm-hmm. Yep. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, another like tip that I would have if you're feeling FOMO, somebody's out doing something, you're seeing it and you're like, I just feel like I'm not doing anything cool and I'm at home and I don't want to go drink. I don't want to go do anything. My like a go to move when I'm feeling that way is to just focus on self care. Mm-hmm. I know self care is just one of those words that like drives people insane because it can be so broad and people are always like, just do self care. It'll fix all your problems. Like, don't get me wrong, it doesn't fix all your problems. But as somebody that's chronically ill, like if I see my friends out at a bar, like getting wasted on Instagram stories and I'm like, wow. That looks way funner than what I'm currently doing, which is like, I don't know. Laying in the bathtub <laughs> with a coffee enema to your butt. Like doing a coffee enema. But like, no, but honestly, though, like that is my self-care is a coffee totally. enema. So like if I I will distract myself with self-care, mm-hmm. I will like take a long bath and I'll like light all these candles and like make the bath super fancy and like turn on a Netflix show like on, sex yes, life turn on sex <laughs> life <laughs> turn on Netflix um also Hulu because we're obsessed with Hulu Hulu has all the shows yeah um but like just like I don't know stay off social media and focus on my own shit is basically like my go-to totally. because I can distract myself by taking care of myself and in return it's making me feel better because Mm -hmm. instead of being out partying with my friends where I'm going to feel fucking terrible the next day Mm -hmm. I'm making like I'm setting myself up for success Mm -hmm. by like staying home and treating myself and making myself feel even better and even healthier Mm -hmm. and then like we always say just think about what the next day would be like every time right you're like Mm -hmm. that looks so much fun like that looks like so much fun, but I'm so glad I'm not going to feel like yeah. shit. <laughs> well, and I think that that actually is the perfect kind of thing that applies for both uh, both of us is mm-hmm. like, what are you glad to be missing out on? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you would have like a three day hangover from yeah. drinking half of what your friends are drinking. <laughs> An and eighth of what my friends are drinking. Totally. And I know that I would probably drink too much and end up like puking and like, who knows so Mm -hmm. it's like I think focusing on what you're like glad to be missing out on we've talked about this before like flipping FOMO to JOMO Mm -hmm. like joy of missing out um I think that that can be super beneficial but I also think like kind of like you talked about with the bath I think creating spaces in at home that feel like safe and comforting to you is magical even Mm -hmm. if it is your couch with like a comfy blanket and like a pillow like 
having spaces that you can go to, um, it could be like your office. Like if it's like a little work sanctuary, it could be your bath. It could be your shower. It could be your backyard. It can be your front yard. Like just finding little spaces where you can go to just kind of like feel okay and feel safe and feel comforted, I think is helpful too. I love that recommendation. Actually, I am like known for rearranging my room like all the fucking time because (laughs) I'm constantly like trying to get my space to feel like the most comforting as possible. Mm -hmm. So that is something that's super important to me as somebody who spends a lot of time in bed and at home. I need to feel comfortable. I need to feel safe. I need to feel happy in my space. Like just definitely. And that you're right. That could be anything. It could be. Mm -hmm your bedroom it could be your office it could be a space on your back patio that Mm -hmm. you create for yourself create something to where you're not miserable when you're at home you feel you feel comfortable yep totally I don't really know if I have anything else big to add um the only other thing besides like focusing on like the self-care stuff is like you could distract yourself with like working on like a big project totally that you've yeah been trying to work on whether that's building a website or doing something I don't know you know whatever your project is focus on that instead Mm -hmm. of you know putting that time to waste at the bar or something well and then it's like over time you're gonna see the accumulation of all of that work like build up Mm -hmm. and I think I mean that is something that I have done since I quit drinking is like put way more focus into building the things that I wanted to first it was like my boot camp now it's like my party on pause program and then it's the podcast and I know for you kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. so I definitely think that like those distractions are really beneficial. Um, I also think, I mean, this kind of ties in well with this is like, let's say you are at the party. Let's say you are at the pool, on the boat, at the wedding, at the concert, and other people are drinking. And then you're like, oh shit, I want to drink too. This seems like so fun. We know it's not fun, okay? Um, But I think finding other points of focus, like when you're out can be really beneficial. Like, I mean, it could be the food. It could be the music. Um, You could focus on like your outfit, like getting like ready and feeling like confident as fuck about that. And like, that's the thing that you're like excited about all night. Like I'm going to look good and I know it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just like finding other things to focus on. I've done this too, like on my way home from a football game where I would normally have drank at a football game. um, Just like watching the sunset and looking at the city of Seattle when we drove out of it I was like wow this is so nice like normally I would have been like asleep in the car right now <laughs> I was gonna say that you know <laughs> you're not yeah. passed out in the back seat instead like, yeah you're actually there mentally <laughs> yeah exactly so I think that that can be really helpful too because then it's like you're not you don't see it so much as like I'm missing out it's more so like what else am I gaining by yeah. not drinking? What you can know? I enjoy in this situation by focusing on the smaller things? I mean, they might seem smaller, but they're not that much smaller. Like I know for me the other day, I like wasn't feeling too good, but I was like, I had a whole day of work ahead of me. Right. And like, I fucking put on some lipstick. Yes. I'm like, I never wear fucking lipstick. Never, ever most of the time because I was too worried I would get sloppy drunk and smear it (laughs) got it all over your teeth since I barely drink anymore I'm Mm -hmm. like might as well wear some fucking lipstick like you could do something like that where you're Mm -hmm. like shit I'm not gonna be sloshed or drunk tonight so I can wear the high heels Mm -hmm. that usually I'd be worried about tripping and falling in 
I can wear the fucking lipstick because yep. I will know if I need to reapply it and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> like, little things like that. You can wear the cute ass skirt because you don't have to worry about your ass falling out That's because you're not totally the thing that I was going to add to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it does take a little bit of intention. Oh, for sure. Like, it's like you can't just wing it and expect to feel absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can plan and still not expect to feel absolutely amazing doing these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But you definitely have to be kind of intentional, like just like living with a chronic illness or choosing to live alcohol free. It's you've got to have a plan. You have to have a toolkit. You have to have a support system. And it, I think, takes time to kind of build. But I also think within your friendships, I think it requires communication Mm -hmm. too. And that's something that I think I don't want to leave this episode without touching on is like asking for what you need and telling people what you need. And I know for you, especially like I I think about your first summer where you were chronically ill and Mm -hmm. I know it was hard because it was like you would spend like days in bed, but then all of a sudden you'd have the energy to do something and you would text me and say, Hey, like, I have a lot of energy. Do you want to go do something? But then you also explained to me like that it was just a one day thing that you were feeling energetic and you wanted to do do something before you kind of crashed again. So I think like you knowing yourself and then communicating that to me allowed me to kind of show up and support you with that too because I kind of knew what you needed and when you needed it and like I, I was able to be there for you too. I love that you're mentioning this because like I'm, I mean, first off, I'm proud of myself that I even communicated that to you because communication is not my top thing. I will say, (laughs) what were you going to say? Well, I'm just going to, I feel like I got a lot of this from your Instagram stories though, too. Like it did take me showing up, like paying attention too. Um, but I just always took what you said at face value. Like I never tried to like judge or make form my opinion on Mm -hmm. whatever I thought it was that you were struggling with. Like my main intention was to understand and to support you. And I, I don't think a lot of people do that with people who have chronic illness and people who don't drink either. So, and people don't understand the whole thing with chronic illness where you can be down and out for five days and then all of a sudden have a day where you feel fucking spectacular and you're like out and about trying to get everything done that you just missed out on those five days. People are like, well, since you're up and about, you must not be chronically ill. Oh, are you feeling better? Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, like I can't control this. It comes and goes. And like, I loved that you were there for me for so many of those times when I was like, oh my God, I have energy. I need to go do something. And you totally would go do things with me. And I remember that summer specifically, I was single and I was trying to go on dates. And I remember I would start seeing somebody like, not like, boyfriend girlfriend style but like hanging out with somebody Mm -hmm. consistently and I would be going through those ups and downs and then I remember one person specifically I like had all of this energy and I like went over to his place to like hang out and I was like let's go out let's you know like it was like a Friday night I'm like let's go out I have so much energy I feel so good and Mm -hmm. I remember he was like I don't really want to go out tonight you're like fuck you and I was like oh this is not gonna work this yeah yeah, this is not gonna work out because I just remember being like I like I I totally get that person not feeling up for it like that's totally fair too but I was just like I need somebody that's gonna understand these highs and lows Mm -hmm. because 
or not or just be okay with me going and doing something else without you if you're not up for it because like I need to take advantage of this you're like I am not wasting this energy (laughs) I feel fucking good let's go it's like we either go to the bar or you fuck the shit out of me okay (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm sure they would always choose the second option Okay, that's not the that was not the options I would give. Oh them, my but, gosh! But yeah, um, so that's really that's really just cool to me that you brought that up because I was not even thinking of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely think that it's. I mean, that's one of my biggest values is communication. Like, I love when people can ask for what they need, and I love when people are willing to just say, "Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. You know, or like this is how you can support me." Yeah. Just yeah. do that for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Ask your friends. If they're your friends, they'll give a shit. Yeah. And they'll show up for you. And so. advocate for yourself in every situation, whether that's at work, whether that's with your friends, whether that's with your family. Like we have had to learn a lot of communication, you know, yeah. becoming the people that we are now totally. and going through the shit that we went through is like, it wasn't fucking easy. Yeah. We had to learn a lot. I mean, I'm still learning exactly. every day. I still have moments where I get FOMO and I'm like fuck this shit I wish I wasn't having to like feel this way like I'm not perfect by any means yeah, by exactly. giving these like tips to you guys but it's a good reminder not only for you guys but for myself just yeah. recording this episode and talking about this for me sometimes I honestly feel like the FOMO is more like anger nowadays <laughs> like it's more so like frustration that like everybody is like just drinking I'm just like okay this is getting fucking old I'm like so sick of it um but I think that's the thing is it's like we all kind of struggle and we're like by no means do we have this all figured out but there's also going to be different barriers for different people too like you maybe can't openly communicate exactly what you need maybe you need to start seeing a therapist in order to kind of Mm -hmm. work through all of that shit so or write a letter I've done that before when I've like been shitty about communicating. I've written a letter to somebody and let them read it. Yeah. Like that has helped me immensely. Yeah. Well, because then it's like you can get it out without all of the emotion. Exactly. Because I I am literally that person where if I have to communicate something to you that I know you're not going to take very well, I instantly start crying (laughs) for both of us. (laughs) I'm just like, this is just not going to go well. That is so freaking funny. But yeah, I kind of feel like as, especially this summer, like as things open back up and like people can do more things socially, there's going to be more things you're seeing online. So you know, the FOMO might hit. Hopefully this episode helps. Yeah. Another random tip I want to throw in there too. If you are somebody that's chronically ill and you are experiencing FOMO because all of your friends are going out and about and doing shit this summer or any time of the year, join a support group. Like that's helped me immensely Mm -hmm. is, um, generation Lyme who I join their support groups. I host their Sunday night women's meetup. Mm -hmm. That helps me being able to connect with other people who are dealing with the same things, feeling the same feelings about things, having a support group that I can go log onto to distract myself from my other five friends that Mm -hmm. are out partying on a boat right now. Like, you know, that is super helpful for me. So, you know, look for something like that. And I'm sure they have the same type of thing for you know people that are alcohol free Mm -hmm. so well yeah I feel like you can find your friends I know you've even found people locally who have chronic illness Mm -hmm. that you've even been able to meet up with on occasion same thing with me with people who don't drink so even just finding people who understand what phase of life you're in like Mm -hmm. you're maybe you're gonna have to make new friends instead of hanging out with old ones 
And what a perfect thing to do this summer, right? Yep. And we're <laughs> always here to be friends with you guys, too. So if you need a friend, come join us. We'll just reply to your DM when we feel... Three weeks later. <laughs> <but no big deal. laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're just both socially anxious and we're like, yeah, we'll hang out. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you got some good stuff out of it. As always, go follow us on Instagram at Social Soul Podcast. Follow us on TikTok. And then go into Apple Podcasts if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Nothing less. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Bye.